Okay. Oh. <clears throat> We're, we're going we're gonna to look at the book of Ruth here in just a moment. Actually, we're going to go right through it. it, it it'll just shock you. It really will. Good stuff. But I want to start with, um, this is a familiar verse in Proverbs chapter 22. Look at this. He says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Okay. In other words, the blessing of the Lord, it didn't say he makes you poor, you know, and, and, and kills your life or whatever. No. He said... It makes rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. And I'm going to throw the King James, I mean the Living Bible in it, because it, it's just a little bit different on this. He adds no sorrow with it. And I like this. This is almost like what some of the things we were talking about just a moment ago. But think of that phrase, and he adds no sorrow with it. But the main thing, the part that doesn't change, is the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. It's, it's great. Now watch this little change here in the Living Bible. <clears throat> Gives us something to think about here. Oh, let's see. That'd be another book. Right. Living Bible. Watch this. Verse 22. Uh, here we go. The Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. All our work adds nothing to it. <laughs> I mean, you know, so when he was talking about sorrow, he's talking about, oh my goodness, you know, all the work. But we do uh, all the hard work and stuff that we might have to do to try to make things happen. Well, right here it says, it's the blessing of the Lord, our greatest wealth. You, When you read... Uh, <clears throat> um, well, you could just read the first five books easily, and this won't kill you. You know, it's like what Phil was talking about having to read Revelations all in one setting. I didn't let it beat me. I I read it the other day too. I was sitting there, well, we can do it. I can do it. I read it. It's really fantastic in a short amount of time. But if you get Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, if you just begin to just look at those things and get it in a translation, like pick up one of these Living Bibles. I think there's Living Bibles everywhere in here. And use one of those, you will thoroughly enjoy what you're reading. And you, you'll be like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll read my Bible for a little while. You will just love it. And you will be so shocked at, like you say, the blessing of the Lord. Now, uh, <clears throat> what you'll notice when you read that is it's just all the time is God's leading his people into blessing all the time. And that's what we're going to see here in the book of Ruth. So let's, uh, let's go over here and see what happens. <clears throat> now, the book of Ruth... Oh, um, the time frame of that thing, because, you know, I, I just really love the Lord like we all do here. But I tell you what, while we're looking on his screen here, just look at these lists right here. The word Genesis means, guess what? Beginning. <laughs> this is interesting. The next book, if you just think of Exodus as sometimes we use that word, this is an Exodus. What does that mean? Well, exit. We see that on the interstate. Exit. Well, that's what it means. We got out of somewhere. Guess what? This is all about getting out of slavery. You know, I mean, slavery is slavery no matter what you, you look at it. But it's, it's not making a big deal of it like some of our people today in our nation are just so, oh, we need to punish America because we had, we had slaves. <clears throat> that's not the kind of slavery he's talking. Nobody, no man wants to be a slave. And God doesn't want you to be a slave. <clears throat> but this was so tremendous getting out from underneath uh, Pharaoh and whatever there was a there was a feast put in position so that it would never be forgotten and it was called the Passover and Jesus died oh during that time of that feast later on some two thousand twenty five hundred years later now anyway oh <clears throat> these are they, this none of this shocks you this is complete history this is complete history. This is complete history, too, with a few details, and it is a few. Get this in your thinking. It is a few details about how God wanted certain things done about a tabernacle and about his people. 
Some people get all bent out of shape, say, oh, rules and whatever. Let me tell you, let me give you one example of the rules. And, and so it's not like, you know, God was being picky. God was trying to show that these were his people because the whole world knew nothing about him. And he just shook the world up when this big exodus, when, he, when Pharaoh, they all fell apart and the Israelites come out of there. But one of the things God required of the army when he was with them was every soldier was given a, sh- was given a shovel to do what? Now you think, oh, the rules, the rules are ridiculous. Well, think about it. They were given a, sho- a shovel so that they could go to the bathroom and cover it up because the Lord was with them. Okay, you think. Well, see, so you compare that with some other little rules in there and you can understand why the Lord was doing this. He was just trying to show holiness. Such holiness that really nobody actually could hold on to. But later on through Jesus, it totally happened. Now, but anyway, again, this is historic. You get all the way down to Joshua here, historic again. I always told you that the latter part of Deuteronomy was the Gettysburg Address. It certainly was. It was a recap. Deuteronomy itself would take you from Exodus all the way to right here in a moment. Moses is wrapping it all up saying, here's what we did, here's what happened, and listen to me. And you know, his greatest warning is, and that's what we were talking about this morning, do I believe in Jesus Christ or do I decide I don't want to believe in Jesus? That was the greatest warning. You go after other idols, you're going to lose it all. You go after other gods, you're going to lose it all. Well, then what happens to me? I want to serve Jesus Christ. I want to live for him. He's going to bless you tremendously, just like we just read, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. You get into Joshua. Moses is gone. Joshua is about 24 chapters here, and they totally take over the promised land. I mean, it's just, they just get it. They start with Jericho. They wipe it completely out. The promised land is just given to them. They keep victory, 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 and it's just wonderful. Then all of a sudden, Joshua's passed away, and it's judges. We have people like Gideon, and we've got uh, Samson is in there, and Jephthah, and uh, some others in there. And then all of a sudden, we get to Ruth. So what I'm telling you here in just a moment, this was all historic, 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 and all the way down to Ruth, and it's historic too. So let's watch what happens here. <clears throat> the latter part of the book of Judges, um, there's a couple of places where it says in here that everybody was doing what was right in their own sight. So in other words, Moses was told right before he died, God said, the people of Israel are going to go marching right back to their gods again after you die. Well, that's the reason Joshua, 40 years later, when he's fixing to die, he goes, as for me and my house... We're going to serve the Lord. And he made a contract with Israel in the last chapter of, of Joshua. And he said, what are y'all going to do? Oh, we promise. We're going to serve the Lord too. And Joshua said, if you don't, it's going to fall all apart. You'll lose this land. You'll lose your wallet. You'll lose all the prosperity. It's all going to go away. And they said, oh, we promise. We promise. We promise. Well, it lasted a little while. And it was going downhill fast in the book of Judges. <clears throat> so now... Oh, we have this. It says, long ago when the judges ruled in Israel, a man named, we're going to call him Ed, okay? Ed from Bethlehem. Left the country because of famine and moved to the land of Moab. Now, before I get any further, this is not going to bore you. I know I'm not going to bore anybody here, but this is so fast. I want to read the whole book of Ruth in just a moment. Watch this. So they moved to the land of Moab. Real places, real things. Moab, guess who Moab is? You ever heard of Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes, we know we have. Lot, okay. This is Lot's son. After a bit of incest, his daughters, <clears throat> you know, went to bed with their dad, and they came up with two sons, Moab and Ammon, the Ammonites, the Moabites. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> with him was, uh, excuse me, with him were his wife Naomi. Hey, I've heard of Naomi. Well, that's where she's from. Had two sons. We're gonna call him Mike and Chad. Okay, whatever. 
Anyway, Milan. Anyway, during the time of their residence there, uh, Ed will say died, and Naomi was left with her two sons. Well, now our two sons are going to die. Okay. Uh, these young men, uh, Malon and Chilon, they married girls of Moab. Uh, very important to realize where they're from. They're not Israelites. Uh, their name was Orpah and Ruth. Or <clears throat> uh, but later, both these men died, so that Naomi was left alone. Now, here's what we want to think about. Consider this is in the Bible for a reason. You say it's historic. It's, it is a fantastic praise report, and this is what will affect you and I. This is, we could call it Naomi and I, we're going to call it Ruth and I, but anyway. Naomi was left alone, without her husband or sons. That's devastating. Now watch what she does. She decided to return to Israel. Now why? Her daughters-in-law, for they had heard that the Lord had blessed his people by giving them good crops again. I need the Lord. Let me tell you, no matter what's going on in your life, how bad it is, I mean, you lose your husband, you lose your two sons. I mean, oh my goodness. Go where you know the Lord's going to bless you. Verse 8. But after they had begun their homeward journey, she changed her mind and said to her two daughters-in-law, Hey, why don't you return to your parents' homes instead of coming with me? And let's see. Look what she says. And may the Lord uh, reward you for your faithfulness to your husbands and to me. And may he bless you with another happy marriage. Then she kissed them, and they all broke down and cried. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi said, look, it's better for you to go to your own people. Do I have younger sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents. Now look at this phrase. <clears throat> and your gods is what he's going to say. Return to your parents' uh, homes, for I am too old. Hang on. Get my mouse working. I'm too old to have a husband. And even if, um, excuse me, my mouse running here. And even if that were possible, and I became pregnant tonight and bore two sons, would you wait for them to grow up? Of course not, my daughters. Uh, oh, how I grieve for you that the Lord has punished me in a way that injure, injures you. Now listen, remember, uh, Naomi, she's not even in Israel. If you read the latter part of the book of, what we just leave, Judges, I mean, it looked like God had completely left. Well, everybody was worshiping idols. So in her eyes, she's thinking, man, I'm just, the Lord's just after me. Well, no, let me tell you, the Lord's after you, it's blessing. So watch what happens. And again, they cried together. Orpha, we call her Oprah. Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and returned to her children's home. But Ruth insisted on staying with Naomi. Now, here's some famous words we've heard before. See, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. You should do the same. But what does Ruth say? Ruth replied, don't make me leave. For I want to go wherever you go and to live wherever you live. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Now remember, Naomi was going back for a reason. Oh, terrible stuff had broken loose. And she's going, I'm in the land of Moab. I need to change my residence. I'm going back to the promised land. I want to die where you die and be buried there. May the Lord do terrible things to me if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth had made up her mind and could not be persuaded otherwise, she stopped urging her. So they both came to, well, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Now, of course, you probably already know this is going to wind up in the genealogy of Jesus. Ruth is going to be great-grandma to David. So let's see it all happen. But they don't know that right now. Remember, Naomi's just saying, look, I'm going back 
to the Lord's place. <clears throat> Watch what happens. So anyway, they got to Bethlehem and the entire village was stirred by their arrival. Why? Is it really Naomi? The women asked. But she told them, don't call me Naomi. Look at what she says. Call me Mara. Naomi means pleasant. Mara means bitter. I mean, her, I mean, her husband's dead. Her two sons are dead. I mean, what else could happen to me? For Almighty has dealt me bitter blows. Well, we know better. The Lord didn't do these things to her. But that's what she thought. That's what she thought. Now, verse 21. I went out full and the Lord has brought me home empty. Why should you call me Naomi when the Lord has turned his back on me and sent such calamity? Remember, everybody was doing and believing what they thought was right in their own eyes. Anyway, their return from Moab and arrival in Bethlehem was the beginning of the barley harvest. Okay, so they're harvesting corn, whatever. Something's happening. Next chapter. One down, just three to go. And these these other ones are real quick. Stay with me. Watch this. Now, Naomi had an in-law there in Bethlehem who was a very wealthy man. His name was Boaz. Now, let me give you a little history. This is the way things work. Oh, you can see this in the book of Genesis. And then it later became one of the laws that Moses said, the Lord said, do. If you had, um, if a man was married to somebody and the, man, the husband died, the brother was supposed to take up the wife. And then, you know, she would have children and then her children would still be the brother's kids. Okay, who was required to. Some people rebelled against that, didn't want to do that. <clears throat> a great story is about the tribe of Judah. Judah did that little number. But the woman outsmarted him. <clears throat> Her name was uh, Tara. <clears throat> anyway, she's in the lineology as well. But anyway, Jesus' lineology. Okay, so watch what happens here. So, anyway, so there's a, uh, there's a, uh, um, a relative. Okay, an in-law, that is. One day, Ruth said to Naomi, Perhaps I can go out into fields of some kind man and glean the free grain behind the reapers. In other words, she's going to follow behind the combine. If there's anything left in the field, pick it up. And matter of fact, that was another law in, the, in, the, in Moses' law. When you, when you uh, harvested your crops, don't go back and get the stuff you left. Leave it for the poor people. It was a law. I mean, God was always blessing people everywhere. He says, don't you dare send your servants out there and clean everything. Leave some stuff. So she's just, remember, she's a Moabite. This woman is Naomi. All right, dear daughter, go ahead. So she did, and as it happened, the field where she, this just tickles me. I don't care what's going wrong in your life. Keep your eyes wide open. Watch the Lord and watch how blessings happen to you. I mean, are we going to go look for Naomi and Ruth and say, that was a fantastic story. Wow, that was just neat that it happened to you. Naomi and Ruth would say, tell me what the Lord did in your life. And if we said, well, no, it's not about me. It's about you. And they would have said, are you, are you ridiculous? So watch what happened. So Naomi said, okay, daughter, uh, go ahead. So she did. And it happened. She, the field where she found herself belonged to Boaz, this relative of Naomi's husband. Boaz arrived from the city while he was there. After exchanging greetings with the reapers, he said to his foreman, hey, who's that girl over there? And the foreman replied, now one thing you don't know till later, but I'll tell you and it'll help you. Boaz is not some young guy. He's already probably 60 years old. And this is his place. And he's got slaves that work for him, whatever. The foreman replied, oh, it's that girl from the, it's the, girl from the land of Moab who came back with Naomi. She asked me this morning if she could pick up the grains dropped by the reapers. And anyway, the foreman's going to say, I said you could. 
All right, here we go. Let's scroll down a little bit. And has been at it ever since, except for a few minutes rest there in the shade. Uh, Boaz went over and talked to her. Listen, my child, he said to her, stay right here with us to glean or pick up the harvest. Don't think of going to any other field. Stay right here behind my women workers. I have warned the young men not to bother you. When you're thirsty, go and help yourself to the water. Wow. She thanked him warmly and said, how can you, how can you be so kind to me? She asked. You must know I'm a foreigner. And he says, yes, I know, Boaz replied. And I also know <clears throat> about all of the trouble. I think that's what he's going to say. Yeah, no, all the love and kindness you've shown to your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you left your father and mother in your own land and have come to live here among strangers. May the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, bless you. Now, Boaz, where are you getting all this stuff from? They're in the land of Israel. They're staying with the God. They're focusing on God. We're not running from God. We know what he's going to do. Oh, thank you, sir, sir, she replied. You are so good to me, and I'm not even one of your workers. Praise the Lord. That's another point to realize this book is about Ruth. And remember, Ruth is, she's not even a Jew. At, at lunchtime, Boaz called to her. Boy, she's getting all these benefits. Look at this. Come eat with us. So she sat with his reapers, and they gave her food, more than she could eat. And when she went back to work again, Boaz told his young men, watch this, to let her glean right behind them. Uh, the sheaves without stopping here and to snap some of the heads of barley and drop them on purpose. Praise God. I wish God would do something for me. You're reading the story about you right now. This is you. This is you. And not make any remarks. So she worked there all day and in the evening when she had beaten out the barley she had gleaned it came to a whole bushel. She carried it into the city and gave it to her mother-in-law with what was left for her lunch. So look now, this is Naomi talking. So much. Where in the world did you glean today? Praise the Lord for whoever was so kind to you. So Ruth told her mother-in-law about it and mentioned that the owner of the field was Boaz. Praise the Lord for a man like that. God continued his kindness to us as well as to your dead husband. Naomi cried excitedly. Why that man is one of our closest relatives. Yeah, guess what the mother-in-law is fixing to do next? She's starting to realize, you know what? The Lord is going to take care of us. Well, Ruth told her, he said to come back and stay close behind his reapers until the field, the entire field is harvested. This is wonderful, Naomi explained. Do as he, do as he has said. Stay with the girls right through the whole harvest. You will be safer there than any other field. I'm telling you, you know how we've talked about protection here. I mean, we are protected you got to understand, boy, back in the old days, I mean, you just, well, even today, we, I watched on Fox News the other day, and some girl in Virginia College, remember, if you watched it on news, they're trying to find out what happened to her. She was here, and now she's gone, you know. Oh, my gosh, we need to worry about all of us, you know. Perhaps the youngest. No, we're not going to worry about Kylie, praise the Lord. God's going to protect her. He's going to keep her safe. He's going to keep you safe. You know, yeah, but there's, we're not, yeah, but nothing. The Lord is going to keep us safe. Look how he's keeping Naomi, I mean, Ruth safe. Okay, so Ruth did and gleaned with them until the end of the barley uh, harvest and then the wheat harvest too. Wow, she's like a complete employee. All right, watch this. Here we go, chapter three. One day Naomi said to Ruth, my dear, isn't it time I try to find a husband for you? You know, and get you happily married again? Now Ruth could have thought, well, I've lost my husband and then chances of this, I'm in a strange country. You, you never know what these people are thinking. 
But anyway, look at verse 2. The man I'm thinking about is Boaz. He owns everything. He has been so kind to us and is a close relative. I happen to know that he will be winnowing barley tonight outside the threshing floor. In other words, he's going to be in the barn. Okay. Now, how'd she know that? The women have been talking. Where's Boaz going to be tonight? Yeah, he's going to be down here. Look what she says. Now, do what I tell you. You bathe, put on some perfume. Well, perfumes, you know, that's just worldly. Oh, really? Look at this. This is a setup, and this is great. Watch this. Put on some perfume and some nice clothes and go down to the threshing floor. But don't let him, watch what, this is so sneaky. Watch it. Don't let him see you until he has finished his supper. Notice where he lies down, and then go, and this must have been some sort of custom, so we'll play along. Then go and lift up the cover off his feet and lie down there. And he's asleep now. And he'll tell you what to do concerning marriage. So that was sort of a sign like, I'm yours. And actually, remember, the closest relative was supposed to take up and be the husband of the daughters-in-law. So watch what Ruth replied, all right, I'll do what you say. So she went down to the threshing floor that night to the barn, followed her mother-in-law's instruction. Anyway, after Boaz finished the good meal, he laid down very, I mean, he was pooped, I'm sure, beside a heap of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly in there. Watch what happens. This is great. And she uh, and lifted the covering off his feet. Suddenly, around midnight, Boaz awoke. He wakened and sat up startled. Ah! There was a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? He demanded. It's I, Ruth, she replied. Make me your wife concerning God's law, for you are my close relative. Now look what he says here. Now remember, these people were, I mean, their life was shot to pieces. They had no hope. Verse 10. Thank God for a girl like you, he exclaimed, for you are even kinder to Naomi now than before. Naturally, you'd prefer a younger man, even though poor, but you have put aside your personal desires. Now, don't worry about a thing, my child. I'll handle the details, for everyone knows what a wonderful person you are. Apparently, he loved her. But there's one problem. There's always one little problem. Well, you got to remember, Boaz, on his side, he says, my biggest praise report... (laughs) I'm going to get this one through Congress or whatever. Well, whatever your problem is, the Lord will do it. So watch this. It's true, I am a close relative, but there's someone else who is more closer. Uh-oh. So somebody else may have first shot at, uh, at Ruth. Who's closely related to you than I am? Stay here, and in the morning I'll talk to him. And if he will marry you, fine. Let him do his duty. But if he won't, then I swear by Jehovah. Uh, then No, he says, then I will. I swear, no, I'll, I'll marry you. Okay. So she lay at his feet until morning and was up early before daybreak. For he had said to her, don't, be, uh, don't let it be known that a woman was here in the threshing floor. And I think he lo- we're almost done. He- yeah, bring your, yeah, look at this. Again, look at all these blessings. Bring your shawl, he told her. Then he tied a bushel and a half of barley. She didn't even, she didn't, even, she didn't have to do this. They, it was given. In a present for your mother-in-law, and he laid it on her back, and she returned to the city. Now look at verse 16. I love this. When what happened, oh, well, what happened, Naomi said. <laughs> when she arrived home, she told Naomi everything and gave, her barley, uh, and gave her the barley from Boaz and mentioned the remarks about she mustn't go home without a present. And then, look what Naomi says here. Naomi said, just be patient until we hear what happens. Look at this. Boaz won't rest until he's followed through on this. <laughs> He'll settle it tonight. Praise the Lord. God is working on your behalf right now. Here we go. Last chapter. 
Here's the wrap-up. And I tell you, the whole thing in a nutshell is God is going to take care of you today. Don't, don't, don't think you've got to do something on your own. So Boaz went to the marketplace and found the relative he had mentioned. You know, it's not like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I need to get around to that. I forgot. Man, it's like they said, Boaz is not going to sleep till he takes care of this. Uh, say, come over here, he called him. I want to talk to you a minute. So they sat down together. Boaz called for ten of the chief men of the village. And this is how you get a contract done. They had to have some witnesses. And he asked them to sit as witnesses. Boaz said to his relative, you know Naomi, who came back to us from Moab? She's selling our brother Ed, Elamex, uh, uh, property. Uh, I felt I should speak to you about it so that you can buy it if you wish with these respected men as witnesses, if you want it. Let me know right away, for if you don't take it, I'm, I'm going to buy it. You have first right, like first right of refusal. First right to purchase it, and then I'm next. The man replied, look at this. Oh, I'll buy it. Mm. Then Boaz said, well, your purchase of the land from Naomi requires you married Ruth, that you married Ruth. Well, then he said, well, I can't do that. I don't want to do it. So that she can have children to carry on her husband's name to inherit the land. Well, this is a praise report to Boaz. Uh, then I can't do it, the man replied. For her son would become an heir to my property too. You buy it. Hallelujah. I'm sure Boaz is like, woo. In those days, it was custom in Israel for a man transferring a right of purchase to pull off his sandal and hand it to the other guy. Whatever. We just sign electronically today. <clears throat> but anyway, watch what happens. This publicly validated the transaction so that as the man said to Boaz, you buy it yourself, and he drew off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the witnesses, it's almost done, we're done, watch this. Boaz said to the witnesses and to the crowd standing around, you have seen that, uh, that today, I have bought all the land of El and whatever, El, Amalek, Chilion, and Mahon from Naomi, and that with it I have purchased Ro Ruth, the Moabites, the widow of Malon, to be my wife so that she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband. And all the people standing there and witnesses replied, we are witnesses. Now, again, this is why Ruth and, well, Naomi, she taught Ruth, why they came back to Israel. Look what they say. May the Lord make this woman, and it happened, who has come to your home as fertile as Rachel. Who's Rachel? Abraham, Isaac, Isaac's wife. <clears throat> and Leah... Actually, excuse me, that was, that was Joseph, uh, Jacob's wife, two wives. From the whole nation of Israel descended. May you be a great and successful man in Bethlehem. Well, you never know. I mean, well, why do we keep saying these blessings? These things are supposed to happen, and they will. And may the descendants of the Lord, oh, oh, excuse me. And may the descendants the Lord will give you from this young woman be as numerous and as honorable as those of our ancestors, Perez and the son of Tamar. That's who I mentioned, of Judah. So Boaz married Ruth, and when they slept together, uh, slept with her, uh, the Lord gave her a son, and here, look, look how it wraps it all up. The women of the city said to Naomi, Bless the Lord who has given you this little grandson. Now remember, Naomi said, call me Mara. I mean, man, my life is toast. It's sorrow. May he be famous in Israel. I'll say Jesus came from him. But even before Jesus came, it's David. May he restore your youth and take care of you in your old age. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? It is ours. 
For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you so much and who has been kinder to you than seven men. Naomi took care of the baby and the neighbor's women said, uh, Now at last Naomi has a son again and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, grandfather of King David. Now, I'm stopping, but watch this. Ah, not that. If you'll notice... How historic these books are. No wonder the book of Ruth is right there. This was chronologically right in line, right in line. First Samuel, when you get to chapter 17, actually 15, that's where David shows up. It's all historic. I mean, these are, these are, just, these are just a few years apart right here. But what's the, what, what do we get from Ruth? Was it just a history lesson knowing what happened? No, the history lesson was, praise the Lord, God will bless you. I mean, the people of the town said, oh, well, man, the Lord bless you, all this kind of stuff. And what did Papa uh, Boaz do? He said, young girl, he says, you stay with my men, you'll be safe there. And then he kept giving, and God will do the same thing to you and I. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you by your stripes we're healed. If we're not feeling good, not any kind of pain, whatever, or something's not looking good on our skin or whatever, just take care of it, Lord. It doesn't matter. And the same thing's true financially. If we're having struggling financially in any way whatsoever, just like we saw here with Ruth, praise the Lord. You'll take care of us. Hallelujah. We got a lot to look forward to. Lord, and if there's anything else that might be out there, we didn't mention this morning, but we just know that whatever's going on in our life is is it's hurting us and it's bothering us. Well, Lord, get us out of that trouble. We just thank you that you will. And that didn't leave anything left but for us to just do what these people were doing. Just tell others about Jesus and keep encouraging one another. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. Well, we covered the book of Ruth, didn't we? Praise.